Hello and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And today we're going to be looking at the Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell action comedy hit and run. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this week? Tonight, I'm drinking Dad's Hat uh, Rye Whiskey made in Pennsylvania. You can okay. see the uh, the Keystone there. You know, mm. it's the Keystone State. So we, uh, Very cool. we put that on a lot of our products. <laughs> um, this is a, a rye whiskey that's finished in port barrels. Um, oh. I actually just came from a tasting with them where they did. Uh, I love they it. Had five different rye whiskeys. Some of them were aged in honey, you know, maple syrup. There's there was all kinds of stuff going on, but uh, this one is very good. I dig it. How about you? We we should have done the episode from the tasting. That's true. It was a little you could loud have been, and crowded. You could have been via satellite. Uh, <laughs> I spent what limited time I had this afternoon uh, in between school and basketball attempting to find some original Coors beer uh, as an homage to Smokey and the Bandit, which was uh, one of Dak Shepard's inspirations. I guess you would love his passion of, yeah. uh, of yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Unfortunately, I could not find it. And I refused <laughs> to drink Coors Light. Because mm. uh, I think that would be a, an disgusting. insult to Burt Reynolds' memory. Yeah. Uh, so instead, I uh, purchased some Paps Blue Ribbon, um, because I'm no. I'm taking it back <laughs> from the hipsters. You know, it's yeah. turned into some kind of hipster. That is not what Paps Blue Ribbon was uh, back in the age of the '70s and '80s. It no. was a kind of a blue collar beer. So I'm starting a campaign to remove it um, as a hipster beer. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I will, and I will drink it tonight. Uh, so a couple of quick fact checks from last week. First, per usual, I completely butchered um, part of the U.S. language, which I probably do about once once a week. That's fine. Um, it happens. Uh, uh, but in particular, if you were listening last week, uh, I, I'm not even sure. The word did not sound like Moscow, uh, which is a city. It was kind of more of a I, I don't even know what it was. Yeah, it's, I just, we get I just let you go. Yeah, as we get to the end of the show, it should have been a Moscow mule. And I just kind of blurred it all into one word, which is what happens when I attempt to talk very quickly at the end yeah, of the show. That's fine. I, I, and I think it's very appropriate that it happened. And we're talking about it on this episode, because if you the further you get into Armchair Expert, which is Dax Shepard's podcast, um, there are a lot of situations where Monica is uh, admonishing him for mispronouncing yeah. any number uh, it, of words, at least including once. Philadelphia. Oh, well, I just at least he once says Philadelphia. Yeah, well, I and I have weird kind of upstate New Yorky accent, and I just <laughs> say weird things sometimes. Uh, fact check two: What I love is I am slowly. Uh, bringing the DeSanto family to the dark side. Uh, I this is a very me movie, huh. you know, uh, and, and you selected this. I almost feel like if I had selected a film such as this, there would have been uh, some resistance in terms of. Uh, my selection. If you had not seen it prior and were not a, a big Dak Shepard fan and you had just seen a trailer or something, you would have been, I yeah. think, apprehensive of viewing this film. And we could talk about that once we get into the movie and why I have, uh, yeah, why I like it. So. And, and then we now have Katie going on insane rants against people. True. Um, so I, I, I like that. If I, you I haven't will, uh, seen Katie's rant, 
against Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, uh, he has yet to respond, which no. Uh, well, he's, he I is. think he's gone into a tailspin because his movie was just the production on it stopped. Oh, uh, he was really? supposed to start producing a movie and it's been delayed again. So I yeah. think maybe it sent him into some kind of downward spiral. I hope, he's I hope he's heartbroken. ghost is haunting him. I don't know. I don't think it's um, – maybe it didn't go down well. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, third, sadly, we have yet to receive any calls about our idea from an Escape from New York reboot with Tom Hardy as uh, Snake Plissken. I like yet how all, you said our idea. Yes, it was I, our idea. Well, And I should hmm. add that you thought it was probably the best idea of all the four that of things that are actually currently in production. True. That is true. It is it is the best idea of those those things that you mentioned. The Prince musical and Prince musical, Snake the Eyes, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe. G.I. movie. And what oh, I can't I'm trying to remember what the last one was. It was the, the last worst one, one was maybe even more ridiculous uh, of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll but it was remember that. Uh, right off the top, here's an idea. Cannonball Run with Dak Shepard writing and directing it. Yeah. That would be good. Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run, like a new Cannonball Run with him Didn't doing it. Didn't they try to do a, a TV show where they were like... Well, they did like a reality show where they were actually doing the Cannonball. No, no, no. It was like a TV show. It, I swear it only lasted oh, yeah, like five with episodes. Nathan yes. I think that might have actually been part of his contract. He still had a contract with Fox because they cut um, Firefly. Firefly, because yeah. uh, not Josh Whedon, but who's I can Greg um, Minner. Minor, uh -huh. I'm not going to pronounce it. The guy who did Firefly mm -hmm. with Josh Wheat, that was his show. Yeah, and there were yeah, a lot of lot of people in that it. show um, that you you would recognize. Yeah, um, that was canceled yeah. really fast too. The woman who was in Castle Rock, she was in it. She was like the mom in the minivan. Driving yeah. and it was, was like, it was like it was like a it was like a everyone everyone in the show had like a reason to be in the race. It was something weird, like yeah, yeah, they were being uh, blackmailed or show, something. Though. Also, uh, I remember, red I, shirt I remember, day. Yeah, I know. I'm wearing my piggly wiggly shirt, and I'm it's wearing like, my little it. Lebowski I, Urban I Achievers it. shirt. And in Alabama, I mm. remembered what the last of the ideas were. What was uh, it? The John Grisham. Oh, Christ. Cinematic yeah. Universe on yeah. Hulu. It was, it was on Hulu, by the way. <laughs> yeah, which uh, Castle Rock, right? Yes. So there you go. All right. Um, let's get into it. Rundown. Hit and run. Uh, a action comedy. Uh, yep. The brainchild of Dak Shepard, uh, co-starring his amazingly talented wife, Kristen Bell, mm -hmm. uh, and a host of great cameos <laughs> yes. and other things. So why don't you talk about what brought you uh, to okay. seeing this film and so, how we came to see it? So if any if you know me uh, and we've chatted about movies, TV uh, to any extent, I am likely to have brought up Veronica Mars uh, because it is one of my favorite television sho television shows ever. Um, and when you say the words to someone, you need to watch the show. It's about a teenage detective in high school solving crimes and solving the murder of her best friend. People are just like, you got to be kidding me. Um and and this was even when I was trying to convince people to watch this. This was before Kristen Bell was Kristen Bell, right? Like she was Veronica Mars, but most people still didn't know her yet. She was not Princess Anna. She wasn't um, no, no, any no, of the other bigger roles. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's absolutely amazing in it. Uh, the writing in it is absolutely incredible. So that's my gateway into the Dak Shepard Kristen Bell world, which is 
Veronica Mars. Absolutely love it. If you have never seen it, you need to go see it. I would put the first season of that show up against any other show. Yeah, I've I seen. think it's I think it, it's I mean, actually it's a pretty good day that you put that uh, first season of Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put them right up there. And, and yeah. actually, yeah, I watched them both around the same time, which is kind of funny. Um, I was a little late to the party on both of those, I think. Yeah, well, I think Veronica Mars got killed, too, because wasn't that during that transition? I mean, not to go off on yep. a tangent. Yeah, that was that, that transition with WBCW. I mean, that's a show if it had been on Netflix, like when Netflix was around. It's coming back to Hulu. But I mean, like if that had been a Netflix original, if that yeah. such a thing existed, then it would have been like a Stranger Things phenomena type yeah, thing, yeah. I think. It's it's amazing. Um and so, uh, and, and, you know, I had been aware of Dak Shepard prior to him marrying Kristen Bell, obviously with Punked, which uh, yeah. if you watch some of those punks, he's really an incredible, he does an incredible job with it. Um, and then I remember seeing him in, I think, Baby's Mom, Baby Mama was the next one I saw him in. Oh, but, was he? I did. I didn't I, I'm not sure that. if I saw Up, up uh, Without a Paddle, which is the one with him and yes. Seth Green and yeah. uh, Matthew uh, Willard. Willard. Um, but uh, I always liked Dax. I thought he was funny. Um, and so and then obviously they once they got married, they've become sort of like a like a America's darling couple. People love them. Um, they've done, you know, commercials, commercials. Data, the Samsung commercials, everything. Um, but I recently discovered his podcast, which we've talked about and <laughs> have really fallen in love with it. It's it's a great podcast. Um, and he's just a he's just a really interesting guy who does. Um, some interesting stuff. And he talked at length about being obsessed with Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandit, which is Brian loves. Oh, and absolutely. he talked about his, uh, his movie hit and run, which happened, I think the, what's his 2012. Yeah. 2012. Um, which is when my daughter was one. So, uh, basically I did, I saw no movies. No, I, I did I nothing. I have seen that either. Yeah. I was in the same wheelhouse. Right. That was not something that would have been on my radar to <laughs> and go. And so when state. he started talking about it on the podcast, I'm like, I want to watch that, sh- that movie. So I watched it and I thought immediately I was like, Oh, Brian's going to love this. Cause when I watched, Smokey and the Bandit with Brian, which I hadn't seen. I think I barely remember seeing it when I was younger. Um, so having rewatched it with Brian, I was like, oh, he needs to see Hit and Run. This is this is like Dax, basically a Dax Shepard love letter to like that type of movie. It, so it that's was. That's how I got to it. Yeah. Um, no. It, and that's it, why, right away, you know, it was. Yeah. And that's why I don't, um, you know, typically not my type of movie. But I think what Dax brings to it is something that was totally missing in something like Smokey and the Bandit, which is like this very uh, human element of like who these characters are and what their motivations are. That didn't really exist in Smokey and the Bandit. What do you mean? There's actually a plot, which I had in my notes here. I was like, wait, this film actually has a a plot. I mean, if you get to the heart of Smokey and the Bandit, the man is attempting to get beer beer illegally across it. That's it. There's just no, because like, just because a rich guy wants some beer. Yeah, yeah, because he's basically a you know Smokey is signing autographs or taking pictures at like roller derbies. Yeah. Or, and know, to put it put it put this movie in that same context, um, in this movie, uh, Dax, who is his character, is actually uh, 
has two names in this movie. So his both his, are amazing. Both by the are way. amazing names. So his his real name in the movie is Yul Perkins, which you come <laughs> to know about uh, halfway through that his his father uh, was obsessed with Yul Brenner and thought he was a badass. So he named his son Yul <laughs> Perkins. Um, and then so but also Dax, but Yule has to go into um, what is it called? Uh, witness, witness protection, protection witness protection program. And he gets to pick his new name and he picks Charles Bronson, which, which is, I love, which we don't, which he kind of had claimed that somebody had to pick for him or he had to like choose. But then we learn later that he had actually selected the name Charles Bronson. Right. But he says he says he didn't name himself after the original Charles Bronson. He named himself after the English yeah. boxing <laughs> prisoner yeah. who named himself after Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah. Which Classic. is just great. Great. I mean, there's some great things. Any film that basically starts out with a discussion of STDs uh, is right <laughs> off the bat. Right off the bat, you yeah. know what you're getting. And uh, <laughs> I fancy myself uh, an expert. If there, uh, if a doctorate. Uh, in this realm did exist, I would have it uh, in films of the late 70s to mid 90s, um, which I believe is a golden era in Hollywood, uh, an, un an underappreciated golden era of Hollywood. And this film belongs in the pantheon of those types of movies. It has everything that a great late 70s to mid 1990s film would have it has and more and more it has and more it has it, it, well i should say maybe it's only a downside in in that realm is that the plot actually makes sense and there's character development there's actual um, motivations yes there's motivations for every character <laughs> yeah almost which is very rare in a late 70s to mid 90s film there was very little um plot development very little character development uh, but this film has all the great stuff. It um, it has socially inappropriate humor. Oh, yeah. Which is fantastic. And I actually, when I was researching this, I dug up a couple of interviews he did on, uh, went on YouTube, article links, and he was talking about that. And he was, he goes, you know, I know I'm not a racist. I know I'm not a sexist. So I'm going to write this. Can I feel <laughs> comfortable? Because it's fun. And I found myself watching this movie. And then when we had watched Smokey and the Bandit when you were up, and you just kind of you're a little bit at e unease with some of those types of jokes now because it would be considered so, we're kind of programmed now that mm -hmm. it would be so inappropriate. But I kind of like how he worked him in because he worked it as part of a character flaw. It right. wasn't just to throw things in. And that's where I thought the the, the writing was pretty impressive well, and in, in that honest, respect for a, a comedy action film. You know, and we to don't be think honest, I think in, uh, in watching Smokey and the Bandit, they did the same thing with Smokey. Right, they made him a racist. Yeah, he asshole. was a good old boy. You know, and, yeah, he was and, not. But they did not put him in a in a in a light that he was to be upheld as as like a shining example of the law. Like he was a. Yeah, yeah like he, I got the same idea. An, he was kind of an antihero in an age where they weren't necessarily antiheroes. You know, there's not something. If you met Smokey yeah. <laughs> in real life, I don't think he'd be a person you particularly like. But you watch him in the movie, it's kind of fun. He's funny. He's a wise ass. He's a no, no. You know, Smokey's the the cop dude, not the bandit. Yeah, no, but I'm saying both. Even the yeah. bandit though. They, they, you know, they're they're yeah. like, what's the bandit? The band. Well, the Smokey's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, we know that, but even the bandit says things that are certainly sure, sure. Off but yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so let's talk about the movie. Um, 
you're in, you it was the first time you saw it so what'd you think yes no i really liked it I, I there was parts of it that surprised me a little bit um i like i said i thought there was more plot than i would expect um from a film like that i wasn't quite sure what to expect uh, again I, I i had kids around the same time you did so this seeing a lot of movies wasn't happening at that time period mm-hmm. um so i didn't remember really remember much of this coming out other than probably saying oh you know Kristen Bell's in it and there were some other people and Dak Shepard was in it and I knew who he was the same as you from the stuff he was in right right um but I found it really interesting and I think I've been listening to his podcast as well so I, I think it's interesting how much of him is in the character and how yeah. much of their relationship which by the way just if you haven't listened just listen to the first episode alone for him and Kristen Bell which is just I think a, a, a great episode in itself right but the the balance of that relationship and then there was a lot of just like i said i love those late 70s to mid 90s movies and it kind of had everything that those great movies had you had like little cameos from people you know who you like who are funny and are just over the top outrageous Kristen chenoweth's character you know you put people in these kind of typical we're gonna go on a road trip but what's gonna trigger the road trip Mm -hmm. type situation you know i thought of a couple of movies that i liked road trip being one of them um (laughs) Uh, but also a movie uh, you probably never saw that I used to uh, watch and uh, my friend Jerry and I used to watch Overnight Delivery. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It has pa- a very young Paul Rudd and a very young uh, Reese Witherspoon. Huh. Uh, so it's worth seeing. But it's like this type of thing. It's that was that early to mid 90s film. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Arnold. Amazing. Was hilarious world he was he was smoky right yeah but but there was but but he was a good guy but he was way more likable yes right he was to me to me he was the highlight of the whole film and that first scene when when he's in the minivan yes shooting at the minivan but just the other stuff the little twist that they make um him homosexual yeah and then he's on counselor I mean, there's just the pouncer, the app. I mean, there, there was just some great mo- yeah. movies like this need obscure little moments like that. Right. Uh, they have a grade A douchebag uh, in Gil, which and, um, all Michael late- Rosenbaum, who is yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, who was uh, Lex, Lex Luthor right. in Smallville and lots yeah. of other good stuff. But every movie of this type needs that type of guy. He has the the obnoxious like poser car and, you know, the gla- everything. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I was really surprised to the point that, uh, you know, a- everything we uh, do for this show is a, a net financial loss for us. Oh, sure. Uh, so I usually get the movie if I don't own the movie uh, from the library. Uh, to uh, save money. Uh, But the library disc started skipping at 45 minutes, and I was so into the movie that I immediately ordered it off Amazon. So I'm glad that the money will go to the people who made it because I I do enjoy uh, doing it. But, yeah, I loved it. I thought the car chase stuff was good. Uh, surprise! You know, I shouldn't say surprisingly, but clearly this is not like a Fast and the Furious. We got hundreds of million dollar budget. No, this but is real car did. chases. The, like, yeah, this is this real driving. Really cool. And yeah. then uh, Kristen Bell was talking about it, I guess, in one of the interviews. And she said it was kind of like watching them. They were planning it out. It was like watching dancers, she said. They do it on <laughs> pen and paper. And then they would pull out Hot Wheels cars and they'd be staging it. And the filming of this movie, which I found fascinating based on, you know, you think how long filming takes. Yeah. They filmed this in six weeks. It's crazy. Three of the weeks was car chase stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, they had to do all the dialogue. And there's a lot of dialogue in this movie. 
yeah. you know, and actually pretty, I, I shouldn't say pretty good. I thought really good dialogue for a film, an action chase film. There was some really layered, interesting ideas being there to film all that dialogue in three weeks. I thought was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, the one thing I, I, I like thinking about this movie and thinking about, um, like movies like this, which is clearly a passion project for Dax. It was something oh, that absolutely. he wanted to make. He had a very clear vision. Um, and something I always is something that's always been said uh, to me about about music is if someone tells you to listen to this song, they love it or listen to their favorite, whatever. Um, they're trying to tell you something about themselves. So you should you should pay extra attention to that. Right. Um, and that's sort of the, the the feeling I get from watching this movie is that like Dax, this is like him, right? There, there is so much of his sense of humor and his sensibilities of his his kind of path and the journey he's been on. Like you know, it, it's clear that he part of him is this character, but also oh, I part, think a lot, probably, right, right. But right? also part of him is saying like that was that was me and look look how much i've learned and i've evolved by being able to make fun of certain things about it right like the whole question of um his character saying the word fag and then having uh you know and then and when that happens you i did like you were saying there was part of me that cringed a little bit right and then literally a second later they're driving away and he ha the, the, he has Kristen Bell's character saying like did did you just say fag and they have a whole conversation around why you know that's not an okay thing to say um yeah and i i just thought that was brilliant and i think it's also in a sense for me that i thought it was brilliant it's this idea of reconciling like when you watch films from when obviously all of us grew up because he's yeah. similar to age to us, it's like that stuff used to be funny. Yeah. And do you still laugh at that? I don't. Like, I, I, yeah. You know, like, or, or is it just not, or maybe those gags aren't as funny, but if you look back then, it's the, the you know, can you still watch movies like that right. and find some value in it? You know, one of right. the movies I think is a really <laughs> funny movie, but there's certainly elements that are inappropriate is like Slapshot. Oh, yeah. You know, but there's but it's but again, it's kind of the characters are supposed to be kind of ignorant. Do you know what I mean, it's right. so so can you still watch that? And I, I liked how he put a twist on that, that there is this growth. And I think it's also the fact that he had to write this film so fast. Yeah. I thought the whole setup of how he did this film was crazy. You know, when he was doing um, like media for one of his other movies and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a car chase movie. And they kept saying, I'm going to do a car chase movie. And then one of the guys who produced Wedding Crashers came up and said, hey, uh, you guys are the ones who want to do a car chase movie, right? I got financing for you. And they're like, OK, I guess we better come up with a <laughs> uh, car chase movie then. Yeah. And I think the fact that the turnaround, I guess, was so fast makes it more personal it didn't mm -hmm. probably go through a lot of hollywood films where there's like layers and layers of rewrites and you know you have all this time to play it's right. it is a personal piece of who he is and also obviously i think writing for people who are his friends and obviously writing for Kristen bell who will become his wife right. um you know he has those voices in his head because almost none of this movie which is a rarity for a, a movie like this i think almost none of it is ad-libbed Hmm. They didn't have any time for it, he said. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had six weeks. He had to go back to parenthood. 
Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people watching might know, like Aileen loves Parenthood. Right. Loves, it's one of her favorite shows. So she loves Dak Shepard and she mm -hmm. knows him from Parenthood and he's like, he was shooting it in between uh, hiatuses yeah. of the show. And, and uh, what's her name? Joy Bryant. Is, is, was his wife is on the show. Yeah. And okay. so like we should talk, uh, well, let's just do a, a quick rundown of the plot. So yeah. uh, basically uh, Dax is in witness protection in Northern California. Um, seems to be like in the wine country somewhere uh, lots of orchards or whatever somewhere i would say maybe near stockton maybe like maybe like sons of anarchy country right yeah not not a place <clears throat> you'd probably want to live no um and then uh and dating uh kristen bell uh and i honestly forget her character's name annie i think her annie. Name, annie. yeah annie and uh <laughs> her her principal at the school she she's at well, it's a community college, community I think. college, like so a really a crappy community. I said, college. I, yeah, um, his Kristen Chenoweth, who is just hilarious. And she's basically like, you're too smart to be here. I found you a job down at Stanford. You need to interview, you know, whatever. immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, like was right it away. Stanford it was uh, I think it was supposed to be like Cal Berkeley, but I'm not sure they were allowed to say that or uh -huh. something. You know, it's like, but but they were going to L.A. It was weird. So, like, I don't yeah, I, that would have been UCLA. UCLA, so and right. I don't think they said UCLA, but I think she I think she went to Stanford, right? Because right, right. she had some major that nobody oh, else would have right, 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 had or something right. like that. Yeah. And so uh, that's when you find out that Dax can't go back to L.A. because that's where the people who he testified against are and they'll try to kill him. Um, so they have this whole, you know, problem. Um, and then and then, you know, after thinking about it, he decides that. You know, no matter what he's going to do, he, he wants to be with Annie. She needs to take this job. Um, so he's going to try to get her to L.A. And he goes in the garage and you quickly come to realize that he he has a relationship with cars that is not typical. Um, so he he is uh, and you find out that he is uh, was part of a bank robbing crew yeah. and he was the getaway driver. Um, and he turned on his his the rest of his crew and testified against them, um, which is why he's in witness protection. And Tom Arnold is his U.S. Marshal keeping watch over him. Being the getaway driver never works out well. No. Hence the movie Driver with Ryan Gosling or Baby Driver. I've never, never seen either of those. Uh, both amazing films. Yeah. Uh, and but it never works out well. You always think <laughs> I'm going to be the driver. You know who else was the getaway driver? The gorilla in the movie Sing. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. Johnny. He, he was busy singing Johnny and he yeah. abandoned his dad and his dad went to and, jail. And never and works in, out in well. Snatch it was Tyrone. Oh, I want to see that movie again. <laughs> Tyrone. That was such, Tyrone. That's professional. Right. Yeah. Well, he's a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from? We haven't watched an English movie. Perhaps we should know, watch one we of should. those. Layer um, Cake. Have you ever seen Layer Cake? I have seen Layer okay. Cake. It's great. Um, okay. So, uh, and then hence you find out that uh, Kristen Bell has an ex-boyfriend who is kind of a shithead, Gil. Oh, um, man. Is he good? He is everything that uh, those movies would make make proud. Right. And, so and through circumstance, he, you know, he finds out that uh, they're going to L.A., he finds out that um, the car license plate is registered to Yul Perkins, Perkins. not Charles Brunson. Um, and then he goes online and finds out all the information about the case and contacts Alex Dimitri, 
who is the the man oh who gosh. wants to kill De- uh, Yul Perkins, who is played by Bradley Cooper in Dreadlocks, which is hilarious. And uh, Adidas <laughs> Adidas wind pants and and Walter oh Sobchak glasses. Oh my god! It was he was so so good. Yeah. Just absolutely so ridiculous. And and knowing like sort of what Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I mean, at that time he was getting bigger, right? Like he was. Oh, I think by. Yeah. I mean, that's after Wedding Crashers. Yeah. That's oh, after yeah. Hangover and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But that's like well after all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. He was hilarious. Um, yeah. Or all those connections, Dax, probably. Or some of them are obviously probably Kristen Bell. I don't as know. Well. I get the feeling that they're all friends. There's a lot of I think they used a lot of friends in this movie. Right. So um, and you'll you'll we should talk about some of the cameos. So Tom Arnold, I think, and Dax are pretty are pretty good friends. I mean, he Tom. I, seriously, the last we've only talked about Tom Arnold once on the show, and it was when he got into the green room fight with Dean Kane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is so 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 good. I know he's amazing in um, <laughs> True Lies. True Lies. I mean, so I'm not going to compare it to that. I just I couldn't help. I was every scene he was in, I laughed at. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just so damn good in this movie. Discharging. I dis. I had a few instances of discharging, <laughs> discharging. my firearm. Once at a baseball game, <laughs> when he has that minivan, and that well, that's what made me think keeps... of Smokey, right? Because by the end uh, of the movie, yeah, the car, his is minivan, just... um, is so destroyed. Um, it reminded me of like that we talked about that in the Big Lebowski is that the yeah. dude's car keeps getting oh, dinged up so the whole good. time, the whole movie, and, he's just, and Walter he's so, and then that's that. a whole little side thing with the um. The cop yeah. and her the partner who's so interested in the, in the uh, bouncer app and yeah. she wants to know what he's doing. Yeah, oh she's very God. interested in his gay lifestyle and his like what that means. And, and the yeah. dating. Uh, it, but it, he blends it really well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yet another movie that you've picked with some creepy sex crap in it. Uh, oh, this my time God, I forgot they, about that. They burst into the swinger hotel room and we get some full-fledged uh, male, male nudity. Uh, of the un- uncircumcised variety, I believe. It was a very uh, old man. But that is another great uh, hallmark of films uh, of that time period. Yeah. Nudity, bizarre nudity, just yeah. for the sake of nudity. As they often talk about on the How Did This Get Made podcast when they review really bad movies from that time period, you know it's an 80s, 90s, or late 70s movie for when no reason at all there's a nude scene <laughs> yeah, just thrown yeah. in, and it's still like a PG movie <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah, the wild stuff. But, and then Ryan Hansen. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, and I talked about this on Twitter. Um, there is in in Dak Shepard's podcast, he talks about Ryan Hansen a lot and because they're re- they're apparently very good friends now, um, who is Nick Casablancas in in Veronica yes. Mars, uh, who they call Dick <laughs> because he is he's a just an, he's an he's a dick. He's an awful human being in the movie, in the show. But he he has some really great uh, character arc if you watch the first two seasons. So I highly, highly recommend it. Um, but. He in the, on the podcast, Dax talks about his superpower is being able to do a backflip at any moment. 
just, which is nuts. Just like he says, we'll just be in line for something and I'll t- ask him to do a backflip and boom, he does a backflip and he does it in this movie. Okay. So there's a scene at the end where Dak, where, um, Yul's father, they go to, they go to the father's Bo house to get Bo Bridges to get money, dig it, dig money out of the ground, which is where, um, Yul stashed the cash from the last robbery, I guess. Um, and his dad swings a shovel at Ryan Hansen and he does a backflip over the shovel blade, which is just it's just awesome. It was pretty funny. And then Boba just proceeded to just, just punch him in the face. Yeah. We've now done two of the three major bridges. Jeff Bridges in the about. So we should probably watch Hot Shots Part Two uh, no, uh, so we can uh, do uh, the senior bridges. He's the only one we like have those left. Parody films at all? You, you are not a parody film guy. No, we're gonna stay away from except the Mel Brooks. Yeah, I can, I don't even I know they're parody films, but I don't even count yeah. Mel Brooks as a parody film. Uh, can we talk about the Bradley Cooper uh, supermarket sequence? Oh my god, w- which was amazing all around. Uh, first of all, I love the nothing's going to change my love uh, from George Benson uh, playing. <laughs> The, the soundtrack in this film is really good, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But then he proceeds to take this enormous Terry Crews looking African-American male, <laughs> drags him outside and starts shoving his face into dog food. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty intense scene, but it's one of those scenes where you look at someone like uh, Bradley Cooper standing next to this bodybuilder um, and you think, well, this guy's not very tough. You know, he's whatever. And then you quickly realize that he's crazy, which makes him tougher than like 90 percent of the people on the planet. Right. Like it reminded me of that. There's a scene in uh, Gone Baby Gone where I was wondering if Casey Affleck was going to be able to be a leading man and like carry this film. Well, I think and we talked about this, right? When you, you said when it he's before, in the bar. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he's in the bar and he and she I forget the exact line, but she, he says something to uh to uh who's the to her right michelle like, monahan yeah are you gonna talk to her like that is yeah that he how says something like if you talk to her like that again i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah <laughs> and it was like holy shit yeah and he will that's yeah, it because yeah, yeah, he yeah. got that deranged and look in his that eye vibe the same vibe i got from bradley cooper in that scene which is like he was so pissed off that this guy was feeding his, his this guy was feeding his dog shitty dog food that he was going to beat he the crap out of him. He yeah. had some. Bradley Cooper had some great lines. Oh when he starts God. talking about getting sent to prison. Yeah, I I can't even. That and whole exchange like, is so. And he's ridiculous. like, I got, but basically raped because of you. Yeah. And Dak Shepard keeps going. Uh, was it a black guy? Yeah. Uh, was it, was, uh, it, uh, was, was it one of those Nazi and, guys? Yeah. He goes, I was a Filipino. <laughs> yeah. And then Dak Shepard says, Well, that's not really. I think of all Asians as women. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that is like, but that's the type again, you don't see type of just subtly played in there. There's some just great one liners and that whole sequence is great. Um, And the car, I I don't know. I just I'm this is again, I could see why people would brush this off. They'd be like, oh, you know, it's we've done a lot of movies that are big blockbusters so far. Serious Mm -hmm. Oscar winners where we did, you know, Ex Machina was just like sci fi. There there is such a place for movies like this. I love the little Jason Bateman shows up at one point. You know, uh, Sean um, Hayes shows up at one point. Oh, yeah, that's uh, great. Uh, oh, gosh. There's so, there's so many good... There's so, uh, ma- there's so many good little cameos in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It, and, uh, and uh, 
Yeah, Jason Bateman as the, I guess, the head of the marshals or whoever he is. He's clearly Tom Arnold's boss, I guess, or yeah. or someone that's higher up than him. And just like I 30 yards, I doubt that's how far that shot was. You know, he said he's basically just being Jason Bateman, which is. He's like, I'm going to sh- yeah, show up. I'll be Bateman. The guy next to me is going to be hitting on the guy that yeah, Tom yeah, Arnold yeah. is hitting on. Right. And he's the producer of the film. He That's uh, Nate Tuck. Oh, which one? Who? The, oh, the the other the, the other, other cop. Oh, okay, the other marshal. The other marshal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. And that's someone who uh, is basically talked about a lot by Dex. Okay. Um, and so, like, yeah, again, like a lot of friends, a lot of people coming together to help help make this movie, which does it. It feels that way, right? It feels like there's something. It you can tell. Wi- yeah, it had to be wildly fun to make this movie. Yes. I would imagine. Wildly fun, probably insanely fast and furious and just <laughs> for lack of better words but uh less of the uh budget of fast and furious right 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 uh yeah i i'm thrilled to see it in fact i'm upset it took me so long to find it because this is one of those movies i would watch all over again yeah and so now yeah, we gotta I watch chips i think we gotta do chips eventually i haven't seen oh, it I yet would, i would definitely do chips because i love um michael pena yeah yeah and by the way, I love chips. I used to watch <laughs> chips on WPIX Channel 11 growing up as a kid, of yeah. course, because I love all things that are. Could we dress as Ponch and no. uh, the other guy? I'm sorry. But Which no. one do you want to be? I guess, I guess the, the other guy. guy. I don't know. You don't, don't want to be Eric Estrada? Khaki police outfit. No, no, no. We're going to get like full costumes and wear them. I, I'm OK. Helmets and all the all of it. Yeah, I know. I think that would be pretty awesome. I do think we should. And also Kristen Bell, amazing as always. Yeah, yeah. And so one thing I wanted to ask you is like when they were doing like the slow motion driving scenes. Love that. (laughs) There were were moments where I don't know if this was intentional, but it looked like the Smokey and the Bandit scenes where Sally Field would just be staring at Burt Reynolds with like loving. Smile. Yeah, I would assume that that whole slow motion montage where Gil pulls up behind <laughs> yeah, and he's like spinning out. Yeah, yeah. But and Kristen then Bell has this look. Like, yeah, but Kristen yeah. Bell has this look on her face of just like pure happiness and smiling. And I want to believe that like part of me wants to believe it wasn't intentional. And she was just so happy to be yeah. sitting next to Dax while he was doing his thing thing uh and like nailing it and then part of me is like no that's like they were acting like See, i i don't know i took i took it as this was hysterical whereas in smoking the band that they were playing it kind of i guess the whole movie's tongue-in-cheek as yeah, well but yeah. they were just being a little bit more over the top <laughs> yeah uh, highly recommend um seeing it I, yeah. I think it's one of those films you might not have ever heard of before but it's like an hour, 40 minutes. You're going to have fun. Yeah, it's got you know, Princess not, on it, and it's, it's yeah. great. There's a lot of uh, – there's just a lot of funny stuff in it. It's just a fun movie to see, and I'll I'll definitely watch it again. I'll add it into my rotation. You know, great double feature. Did Aileen uh, watch it? Uh, parts. Because she does. She likes she likes Dax Shepard. Yeah. So she watched, She would watch a little of that. Um, great double feature, Smokey and the Bandit, Hit and Run. Um get some beer and some chips and yeah. some barbecue or if i was in philly i would get a philly cheesesteak and watch them back to back it I, would uh, be quite a good time i know we we talked about it but one of the one of the other parts that they sort of like start to poke fun at the whole like uh 
muscle car thing and masculinity and things like that is is when Kristen Bell says to him, it seems like there's a certain type of individual that's attracted to Red this neck. car. Yes. Yeah. Well, I here's the thing. I, uh, you know, maybe the oddity of liking Smokey the Bandit in this movie. So I have no interest in cars. Yeah. Like, I know Dax obviously really does because he built, you know, he does all that and his family was all tied in that and he's from that era. I I drive, I my car is inconsequential to me. I just want it to be safe and to right. get me to work. Right, right, right. Uh, But I do appreciate people who, and I thought the car looked super awesome. Yeah, like, I Lincoln think I would, I would love cool. to sit in that car and ride in it. I have no skills to be able to do what they do with that, but I thought it looked it was an awesome looking – and I like that it was a different type of car. Yeah, it wasn't just a Mustang or, or – No, like, something like know, that. I thought it had a cool It wasn't something it. you had seen before. No, it yeah. wasn't. And again, yeah. I'm not a car guy, but I know he's a big car guy and, mm -hmm. and car people take him very seriously. He's yeah. a legitimate, you know, which also I thought was kind of cool yeah, that yeah. You know, it's authentic in terms of him doing that. Yeah. But yeah, so, great. Yeah, he was uh, a go blast. Go say it. Let us know yeah, what you think. Um, yeah, and you really should say it. And listen, I, I, I'd love to hear people's feedback because I know a lot of people um, who we know like similar types of movies like that. And if you're someone who might not have seen that. <laughs> Katie I, I says in, right. in the chat that uh, you didn't even want to get a driver's license, let alone a car. That is true. Yeah. I, I did not. I, I I didn't like driving. I don't yeah. know if I necessarily I don't mind to drive now, but that's true. Yeah. I didn't have my driver's license until after I graduated college. Yeah. That is true. That is a true story. But uh, yeah, so tell us what you like. Find uh, you know, go tell us on Twitter or uh, or Facebook wherever you find us, and uh, go tell Dax and yeah, because he loves like. the, yeah. He, he actually love that movie. yeah. He gave us a like and he commented on the on the, our post, so that was really cool. Yeah, I, I and I think it's well deserved. I, I don't think there's enough. Uh, I, that's again, I think we're starting to see more stuff like this with multiple streaming sites. He was making mm -hmm. this movie back when that would have been hard to get funding for and stuff. Right, right. The the, the 2012 and the early 2000s, the, it was not the streaming world now where yeah. you could get a funding for a film like this. And yeah, I, thought I would love to do more more movies like this where we find out what someone's like passion project there or good. Uh, good um like it, what they what they really really spent a lot of time making or like devoted themselves to just because they absolutely loved it you know no i think it, that's really it, cool it comes through it's awesome all right now uh, time to go spanning the globe in a, a different route mm -hmm. <laughs> from a passion project not that this is not a passion uh the avengers endgame trailer mm -hmm. uh dropped really out of middle of nowhere you know, I woke up and it was there. It was out. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. It's like, amazing. So like uh, crazy good. I, I was I just want to say this up front. I knew this wasn't possible, but I was almost to the point of not wanting a trailer. Because I want, yeah, I was like, how awesome would it be if there was yeah. no trailer? And I realized that from a financial perspective, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. This is as close as they could go without showing anything and making me even more excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Than I it's, was. It's very which cool. Is crazy. And starts right off the bat. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. Pause us, go watch it, and then come back. Um, 
it is starting right off with Tony on the ship, which I I can only assume we're going to get some insight to how he got on that ship from. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It was that that. So I think that's Nebula's ship. And well, this so is like Nebula. And so him yeah, and Nebula were, were, they were the and, only ones who survived. We're completely, by the way, if you haven't watched Infinity War, deal with it. You, yeah. you should have watched by now. True, true. I, that, I think I believe that was the ship that Nebula. I could be wrong. Brought to Titan. OK. And, and that's what they're. And so we don't know where she is. No, she's there. You see, you only see her briefly. There's a okay. glimpse of her in a montage later. Okay. So the so Tony and Nebula are on this ship. Yeah. And the first shot is the busted, destroyed Iron Man helmet. I thought it was the Black Panther mask for a second. Not the, yeah. that. But well, because you wouldn't really know until they until they pulled out. Yeah. You know, the first image here is you get this because it doesn't look like the Iron Man mask until you realize he had fought Thanos at the end. Remember, and got, he almost and died and all it, yeah. that. Type. Yeah. And, and that was so destroyed. And it's it, right right off the bat, it's clear that they are picking up sort of right with the feels where it left off in in Infinity War with him saying like, "Hey, Mrs. Potts, don't don't feel bad about this. The end is or the end game. You know, the end is just part of the journey. Um, you know, when I drift off, when I run out of oxygen, I'll be thinking of you. It was always you. Like what? Like to start the trailer that way is just like oh, oh my it was god, great." Well, obviously he's going to be saved. We know that. Well, the question, I, I, my guess is this is, is where Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, right? Where it she has comes to in. be right. This is how she gets introed yeah. into the whole thing. The, uh, the theme of ending and you know moving on mm-hmm. and the end isn't the end runs throughout this whole thing. Yeah. So we go from Tony, and the next shot is of the old Avengers. We get a much better view of the old Avengers headquarters, I think, than we ever have, which is based in upstate New York. I think it might be near Cornwall and Hudson. Where yeah, I right next to on. the X-Men mansion. Yeah, it's I think it's near <laughs> Coral and Hudson. It looks like where I grew up. So I, you know, I'd like to think that my parents in this universe sold their home uh, and made a nice profit. So Avengers yeah. headquarters could be built by Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the image of Bruce Banner looking at like the video screen of all the people who are missing. Yep. And it's Scott Lang, Ant-Man. And it's Suri, uh, um, Black Panther's sister, yeah. who's the G, who's the Q of the Marvel world. Who we didn't—that was a big thing we didn't know about. My, but I—I'm wondering. They do such a good job of red herrings. That's is true. this just people they can't confirm are dead? Yeah, because you Scott know that Scott's Lang, not not gone. Yeah, so there's no confirmation that he's dead. So maybe something happened to her as well, right. which I think will be interesting because we need to do Black Panther. Um, Soon as well, because I thought it was one of my favorite movies of 2018. It was was so good. Then so we, you know, kind of again, the continuous idea of mourning. And the interesting thing is every one of the original Avengers is mourning something in this trailer. (laughs) Okay. every if you think about the core original and because for most of them, their contracts are running out and there's all sorts of rumors they're done. But think about the the original Avengers film, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Black Widow, mm-hmm. Captain America, and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And all of them are shown, n- barely n- any of the, n- other than Nebula, no newish character is shown. Other than Thanos. Other than Thanos, who yeah. all we get of Thanos, by the way, my two favorite shots of the trailer. Yeah. The Thanos Scarecrow. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Gladiator. The- Gladiator touching the wheat. Yeah, it's exactly the what it, the Russell Crowe like. Oh yeah, it's 
the it's whole that dream thing. sequence where he he's going back to his manor in the hills of Italy, loved, right? absolutely loved the visuals on both of those, yeah. um, which just reinforces, I think, really I and I know they will never do this. I thought Josh Brolin should get legitimate nominations for his role in that film. Really? I, I do. I think he was that good. That character carried a movie. He was yeah. pretty much the 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 focal point of that film. He has the most lines of anyone in that film. Mm-hmm. And it is I, – I just think his performance, when you look at it and you actually realize that he filmed all of it, it wasn't them – like he was walking around and doing it. I just think – I don't know where you – where how you would recognize it. Well, but it was a pretty impressive performance, maybe as like a best supporting actor, yeah. you know, because sometimes they plug people in there. I always find that category is not the biggest category of. It's interesting. Like I uh, for me, the performance is fine, um, but I, this is the only problem I have with the. With Infinity War is that. Thanos's motivation is it, it doesn't make any sense. First off, well, well, don't you think it's what well, because he's well, a hold lunatic? On, but I guess, but they don't do enough to prove to me that he's a lunatic either. Right? Right. Is that the only thing he's crazy about? Like I, I, I don't know. It just yeah. and Katie but, watched it and she had the same. She, uh, she brought up the same thing. She's like, I, I, you know, we understand why he wants to do it because they come right out and tell you why, but it doesn't make any sense. And maybe, maybe my threshold for comic book ish films is lower than which if is it fine. Were a, yeah yeah than yeah, yeah. if it were a right I, and maybe also it's in comparison to what like dc does but, but, <laughs> which but, is like but there's to be no fair, sense to why anybody's but doing to be it. fair when you talk about crazy characters you got to talk about the heath ledger's joker yes okay but so, i also think he legitimately won an oscar for that because it was so okay Amazing. I, I just thought he was really good. We, but I love those two shots in the trailer. It's yeah, great. And then we go to this montage of Chris Evans, mm-hmm. um, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, and Nebula, which you barely can see because it's kind of in the shadow. And there's this whole idea of loss and what you see. Captain America shaved his beard. And I think there's going to be a play on time here. Okay. Because – uh, what's really interesting is the next sequence, which is maybe my favorite, is we get this samurai looking guy cutting people up with looks like it's in Hong Kong. Yeah. And it turns out to be Jeremy Renner as Ronan. Yeah. So I don't know anything about Ronan. Do you know so Ronan, Ronan is kind of an avenging samurai character that had kind of a lot of different Avengers in the comics have played him. Okay. But I think what's going to happen is that Hawkeye's family all got wiped out. Oh, and he's, he's back out of retirement and, then. And he's back out of killing people. This is why I've heard rumors that there's going to be they're going to be several years in the future. Yeah, which makes sense. And, it, and actually, they've given an official title now. The decimation is what it's going to be referred to which, as. Uh, which, by which, the way, yes. makes no damn sense. I know. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, so decimation literally means to reduce something by a tenth. Yeah. So, which makes which makes me wonder, and some people have alluded to this: Are they underplaying how many people were lost? Because there's a scene with Black Widow. I, I hope so because her. 
because, or something like that. Right. You know, she's like, telling are them. they trying? And and but they're not going to admit it's apparently in the book that's going to come out. Okay. They're not going to say it was Thanos. They're not going to say. So are they trying to cover some part of this up? I, if 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 they make a big this big of a mistake, I'll be very disappointed. I I just can't imagine that they would. Okay. Because for all of us to immediately be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. They have like. All this stuff. What I thought's interesting, did you pick up the and there's all sorts of rumors that there's time travel involved in this. So apparently my guess is that Captain America starts recruiting people mm-hmm. to come up with a plan. That's why they go find Jeremy Renner. New, new Avengers about, team getting yeah, or yeah. old Avengers about, team getting yeah. back together. Can we talk about poor Jeremy Renner, who is not in Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. and also was not able to be in Mission Impossible Fallout because he had to sit around Atlanta as part of his Marvel contract. (laughs) So because when they were filming Mission Impossible Fallout, which he's been in the last couple prior to this. Right. um, Christopher uh, McQuarrie and Tom Cruise, they kind of shoot these movies on the fly and they said, we're not quite sure the shoot date yet and stuff like that. And Marvel said, well, no, he's got to be here. So he not only misses out in being an in infinity war, but since they didn't have his character in infinity war, he misses out being in fallout, mm-hmm. which means he missed out on being in two of the top four grossing movies of the year last year. Yeah. Well, which hopefully... stinks, but the character looks awesome here. Yeah. But so captain America puts this plan together in the scene where they're talking about the plan. He's wearing his winter soldier, captain America uniform. Hmm. That's the exact uniform he wears in Winter Soldier. And there's also been leaked photos of him wearing the exact uniform he wore in Captain America, the first Avenger. So is there some kind of time travel thing here um, where they go into different realms? Well, it has to be, right? Like there has to be some. Well, yeah, it's I don't know. And it all plays out with what I thought was brilliant. So it cuts from that to it says Avengers Endgame and I love it it's Thanos purple Endgame yeah. and it dissolves and then they do like a post credit to the trailer like yeah. they do which is funny and it's Paul Rudd yeah. being like hey. hey he's got he's got the van and he's Remember like hey guys Germany. I'm, I'm here two years ago or you know however many years ago yeah uh, and I thought that was an interesting like little twist too. you know, what's the time are they going to go into the realm and stuff? But Marvel somehow uh, and I don't know, maybe this won't, film won't do it, but they somehow have continued to match or exceed expectations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, which I mean, I at some point that that's going to end probably. And I, I hope it's not this film because I thought the last one in terms of what it was was so well done. Yeah. If they can somehow cap off – even if they just give me two more films, give me a really good Captain Marvel and give me a really good Endgame, mm-hmm. I could close the book on it. And if they start to miss have missteps after that, I could say, OK, at least I have this like insane 20-film Yeah story that comes to an end and i i refuse to believe ryan coogler won't make an amazing black panther too so you'll get another one there but yeah. it was pretty awesome all right let's uh, quickly go to our question of the week this week's question of the week is courtesy of craig goldberg of craig, craig goldberg. goldberg 
All right, everyone be quiet. Here it comes. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Goldberg. Uh, just wondering what everybody's favorite Christmas song is out there in the Com Majors world. All right. So what is your favorite Christmas song, Brian? Hands down. Mm-hmm. Not even close. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Jesus Christ, dude. My absolute favorite <sighs> Christmas song. I love it. Every time it comes on, I what need to hear it. What's wrong with you? Every time it comes on, Claire or Jack will yell that my favorite song is on. It is my favorite Christmas song. Of course, it is in my favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all I want for Christmas is you. All right. I This is sort of a toss-up for me between um, the Christmas song. Okay. Which is, you know, Chestnuts Roasting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And White Christmas. Another good one. Yeah, so classics. Uh, If I had to go something more rocking, you could pick Father Christmas by the Kinks. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. How do you you really don't like All I Want for Christmas from by Mariah Carey? I, I come don't on, you can't it. just bop around a little bit I when mean, that's playing. I mean, come on, it's okay. That is a great Christmas song. It's not a cover. It was you know it was something sure. the video where she will only show half of her face. Yeah. Maybe next week for our Christmas show as uh, an homage to her, I will turn and only show half of my face for the yeah. show I, I i just thought that was a great you shouldn't question show any all all of your face after no that. maybe i will maybe i will Don't wear your a, face anymore. A, a christmas mask of some kind yeah. i uh i love that song i also like little drummer boy but in little town of bethlehem as well sure. is another that's but that's more of a yeah kind of a church song i guess yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, last topic for discussion uh our pop culture discussion of the week uh and we we brought up this term a few times during our discussion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a passion project that you would want to work on? And who would that have been influenced by in any way? Have you ever had something like that that you would have deemed as like a passion project that you've worked on or something that you oh, want to well, work on? It's, you know, something along those lines. Sure, sure. I mean, obviously, music is something uh, for me that I work that. I want to continue eventually and maybe in some point in the future record something else. So those kinds of things are always passion projects because we're at this point never, never going to do anything with it. Right. Um, Oh, I don't know. I have to say I am always wildly impressed by people who um, challenge themselves and put themselves out there to do passion projects. Mm-hmm. You know, you and if people who listen, some of a lot of people who listen, obviously have heard your soldier on anchors album. Um, I think it's amazing. And I don't well, just say that as your friend. I, I have it. Some of the songs on playlists that I listen to. And to me, I'm always wildly impressed the work that you and Aaron put in uh, to that, because it's not something that, is going to reap amazing financial reward. You know what I mean? For people who do oh, you'd things be surprised, like that. Dude, we are well, good. It. All right. Well, there you go then. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I, I, I am genuinely, I, I know people, other people like Craig who asked our question, he's playing every weekend. Now mm-hmm. uh, I've got to know some people who write books and people think published authors make like these amazing salaries <laughs> and stuff. Uh, a lot of them have 
jobs. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, they're not Stephen King and all they can do is write. And I find them to be amazingly awesome people that they have kind of like the bravery yeah, yeah. to like put themselves out there and do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. So like another album, perhaps could we maybe maybe we'll see. And we don't we definitely don't have enough new songs for that yet. <laughs> well, there's time. Yeah. You could do an anniversary we'll album we'll for, for the other albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think more people should do things like that. Sure. I, I don't know if people feel I understand there's financial limitations. Yeah. Um, to that but you were doing even back in the pale reason days you guys were reinvesting the money you were making um off your shows to try to record stuff and do yeah. stuff like that which i thought was cool mm-hmm. um you know i liked in retrospect the show we did in college yeah i guess i guess that's kind of what it was we that weren't was making your, any money i wasn't project, i yeah. wasn't getting anything from that i I, in retrospect, looking back, I'm I'm not quite sure what made me think I could do something like that. I mean, we were basically producing a weekly television show with a two-person staff, no budget, yeah. and really – well, I think, like you said, I, I would like to watch more of those because yeah. um, I think and, it was and, so awesome. And if you recognize that that someone you know is, is, is kind of doing that, uh, it could be pretty awesome to help out, right? I mean, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I think there's nothing better than it's like the best gift you can give to yeah. help somebody do something like that. And, and absolutely. That's cool. All right. Uh, time for one of our favorite segments. Uh, five questions. Uh, we have our. Shape of water, broken egg timer. Uh, five questions. Yeah. Yep. Uh, time for our five questions. I wish you could almost get a music bed in the background uh, at some point when we yeah, go we'll much higher. To, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. All right. Here we go. Five questions. This week it's Jim. Uh, next week will be me. Uh, all right. Here we go. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the idea of dating apps. Oh, thumbs now, this up. Is inter- it's interesting. Neither of us ever had to be involved in that world. You're yeah. an advocate. You think the dating app is uh a cool thing yeah, or absolutely any i mean it, it's a tool right it's not it doesn't need to be um i mean I, i'm sure people can get like obsessed with them and 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 they can they can cause problems but i think i think any tool that can help connect people um it's a good thing yeah i find it so intriguing because i know nothing about it right it terrifies me like but... i've never actually gone on and seen any of those things because yeah. we were so far removed from that, like, you know, people say, oh, I go on Match.com, all those things. I don't know anything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, people are like, swipe right. So I don't know if, are you supposed to swipe right or are you supposed to swipe left? Which is the good one? I Like, is it bad if you're to the left? Is it bad if you're to the right? What What is that world? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm glad I was not, I'm glad I was not involved in it. Uh, all right, question number two. Would you rather have dinner with Dax Shepard or Kristen Bell? I think I'd rather have dinner with Dax. Okay. Yeah, I think, and I think it's, I think, uh, I just, because he is so out there with the podcast and, and chatting about his own life, I think I have a better, uh, uh, base knowledge of him personally to like work from where the, where the dinner conversation would not be super awkward. <laughs> if right. that makes sense. Where I would Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, I think, you know, 
I would, yes, I would, I, pick I would quickly uh, change it to talking to Veronica Mars yes. instead of Kristen Bell. And that terrifies me because she's not to be trifled with. No, she's not. No. Aileen is not a Kristen Bell fan necessarily. Aileen can go straight to hell. No, she doesn't like it because she's like, why do you like Kristen Bell stuff? I'm like, you like Dak Shepard. I like Kristen Bell. Yeah, okay. Tell her to watch, watch Veronica, Veronica. Did she? She did. Watch? No, she did. She. We watched all the first season. We loved it, and we we still have to finish uh, the second season. Uh, I, feel and like stuff they, like I feel like she. Would so like I, that, I'm yeah. I'm joke kind of joking when she says she doesn't like yeah. it. All right, here we go. Fill in the blank. If you could drive any car you've ever seen in a TV show or movie, what would it be? I would love to have the dog van from Dumb and Dumber oh. with the ears. I, I could see you driving that. <laughs> Just rocking around, yeah, cruiser than that. Uh, I would, I think, I was or thinking the about 1989 Batman mobile that would be pretty awesome, too. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater, that was so cool. Yeah, um, I would want Dylan McKay's car from 90210. Oh, yeah, that that's little a good tiny, one. remember that little thing that was super cool. All right, uh, favorite Burt Reynolds role for question. Uh, see, here's, here's the thing I don't, I don't have a lot of Burt, not Burt Reynolds experience uh what i guess longest yard is that oh yeah no he was great in that yeah, he was that, great he was that was a good probably one. my favorite okay there you go all right deep thought name the weakest of the following shows okay chips all right macgyver all right the a-team mm-hmm. or the dukes of hazard well this one's easy for me because Three of them I really liked, and one I didn't watch at all. Okay. Which so, one did you not watch at all? MacGyver. Yeah, I know what? I am completely down with you. I think MacGyver is a Jeez. mildly overrated show. It's very overrated. I think yeah, what's-his-name was brought ridiculous. It back. It's back on television. I, How all the shows, if I said to you, Chips, A-Team, Dukes of Hazzard, MacGyver, if, is, like, we'll do it like last week. Which show should be remade? MacGyver would be number four on the list, and that's actually currently a show on television. Well, Dukes of Hazzard probably shouldn't ever be remade, but. <laughs> no, but that falls into that line of, yeah. you know, things that were acceptable then. Yeah. Uh, uh, by but, the way, I give me some credit here. Two of those shows mm-hmm. are feature are turned into movies with stars uh, from our movie this week. Chips no, is Dak Shepard. Right. And A-Team and is Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Is By the way, the A-Team movie, I love the A-Team show. The A-Team movie, wildly underrated. I never it saw was, it. Oh, it was a really, it was a good action movie. Okay. They did a good job with it. Uh, and that is, uh, that is five questions. Yeah. Uh, recommendations for this week. What do you got? How so is the, I want, I want to try some of that. Yeah, this is good. So tonight's tasting was Dad's Hat um, uh, whiskey, uh, House Cup coffee, which is run by our friend Brian Niles. Not the best. Um, awesome coffee. So you should check them out online, housecupcoffee.com. And One Hope uh, Wines. So Katie was pouring some wine for some folks. So coffee, whiskey, and wine. Uh, had some food there. It was great. Uh, so yeah, all of those, I would recommend those three things. Uh, yeah, excellent. Excellent. All right, perfect. Well, Paps Blue Ribbon, we're taking it back from the hipsters. Yeah. One beer at a time. Support my movement to end the hipsters' love of Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, go watch uh, Smokey and the Bandit if you have never seen it. Mm-hmm. And again, take our suggestion. Uh, get yourself a, a good bourbon or a good beer mm-hmm. and do a double feature, Smokey and the Bandit and Hit and Run. And 
it would be everything or that an IP... if you yeah. Yeah. Nah, well yeah if you choose not to mm -hmm. uh, i would have imagined us watching this film repeatedly in college yeah, this would have been the, a, it's one of those movie movies really that you can watch and and have conversation during and fall asleep to and not and, and then, then just, just watch it, it again the, the next, next day. night. Right, right. Watch it again the next day. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you are in the hunt for a book to purchase for this holiday season, uh, purchase Field of Valor by Matt Bentley, my favorite thriller of 2018. I forgot. I finished, finally finished The Outsider by Stephen oh, King. Oh, how was it's, the ending? The question good. we all want to know. Good. The ending was, was the ending okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It wasn't, it's not, it's not one of my favorite Stephen King books, but it is, uh, it's very good. It's good. I enjoyed it. It's more of a, uh, a forensic-y kind of crime novel uh, huh. that has some twists and turns I like here it. and there. Sounds yeah. cool. And also, uh, just a quick thing I've noticed, you've added a little to your scenery behind you. Oh, yeah? Springsteen, uh, oh, your Springsteen yeah. Playbill, will be on Netflix soon, so I yeah. will get to experience it. Yeah, so Saturday... I know it's nowhere close to what that was. I'm sure but, it is. Saturday night but, is the last show on Broadway. And then uh, I and think then it, at midnight... It at goes midnight, live it launches. on Netflix. So, yeah. you know, maybe that can be an instant reaction coming up because I'm oh, definitely sure. going to watch it. So I want to see that. Okay. Uh, plugs. Uh, you know, check us out on iTunes. Uh, yeah. We're now we're on, on Spotify now. Yeah, we're not on Spotify. Also, <laughs> if you're interested in uh, we're always looking for questions of the week. If yes. you're somebody that's interested, just record your uh, voice message for us and mm -hmm. send it to our gmail account which is commajors at gmail.com okay. we'd love to hear and you know we'll play any questions that's sent our way yeah um, if you want to just send us money via venmo we can do that yes. as well uh, of course yeah. uh you know at some point we are the currently the only podcast in america not sponsored by squarespace.com right. i think so and we will take that mm -hmm. or we will take a competitor yeah. Uh, Maybe we could be the the one podcast that gets sponsored that sponsors by other podcasts so like maybe I like that I maybe yeah. we can Wealthy convince podcast uh, now that me and Dax are, are close yeah. on Twitter I'll yeah. reach out and I'll say hey yes. listen you know throw us some of that armchair expert Would money you throw us we'll... people that you're turning down for advertising yeah yeah no like, no, no just like we'll, we'll be like comp majors brought to you by another podcast armchair yes. expert <laughs> I will be I will sell anything I've said this before I will sponsor anything on my attire yeah uh, for this show uh next Next week, uh, this is going to be exciting. I will say this. Uh, nobody who listens to this podcast, by and large, uh, well, a few people, uh, ever saw the Late Night with Brian Costello show. But if Jim and I did anything good, it was yeah. holiday spectacular shows. Yes. And next week, we will have our holiday spectacular show with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, our first foray into Chevy Chase, yeah. uh, one of the great all-time Christmas movies. And there's no reason not to be excited um, about this one. Yeah. I will be either in a terrific mood next Thursday or a horrific mood because I'm Basketball. actually playing a game mm. on Thursday right before the show. So uh, we started out the season one and oh, we have a huge game tomorrow um, and then we have a game Thursday. But I'm very excited. Christmas well, vacation. You draw up those X's and O's yeah. and, yeah. You, and you I, we are we are rolling the dice here. I, I'm one. I'm actually might do some double duty mm -hmm. because on this special edition of uh, the DVD, which you can purchase for five dollars at Target Target, we would use you as a sponsor as well. 
Uh, there's a feature length audio commentary by Randy Quaid. Yeah. Do I want to jump down the rabbit hole that is Randy Quaid doing an audio? What if you like turned it on? And it was like he he was like approaching it like Leonard Martin, and it was just like him studying the film, and he was like very academic and, and proper about it. It would I, be hilarious. I would actually like to do an audio commentary, <laughs> an episode where we could somehow figure out where it would not be copyright infringed, yeah. where uh, an episode of the show would be us just putting a movie on and yeah. us speaking over the movie. Yeah. So if, if anybody out there has a movie that they would be willing and own the rights to, yeah. uh, we would gladly, because we don't have money to pay you, uh, if you would donate your movie, uh, we would do an audio commentary and we, for we, we for cannot, free. We cannot uh, be held to saying nice things about said movie either. N not at all. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we this is a holiday special. The Comagers Caddyshack Fest trip is now only $4,000. Payable in cash or check uh, to cash, because just for, you know, tax reasons, we don't want to have to, you know, go into an upper bracket or something <laughs> yeah, like that. It could. Uh, yeah. I, I'd have to talk to uh, Keith Coleman. My, yeah. Uh, your account. Yeah. For, for accounting reasons, we're going to. I use an uh, Irish Again, name. just Keith, to Keith be Coleman. clear here, uh, we will not pay for your airfare or your hotel. Right. Or we will buy you a drink and you will be at the recording of the Caddyshack Commagers episode. Right. You still want to? You're going to want to still make sure you purchase your Caddyshack uh, pass. Pass. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You pay, purchase that. the The fee towards Brian and I is to is pay is, for our trip. Yeah, so. and and to be in our proximity for a limited yes. amount of time. And I should be fair. They just announced that this year's Lebowski Fest is also going to be in Louisville. So I'm wondering uh, if they're if they Going do it back, back to back, dude, we should actually try to do it. Yeah. If they go back, we're going to go. Uh, and if somebody wants to pay for it, uh, more the better. If a spot, if somebody would like to sponsor our trip, uh, it could be commagers at Lebowski slash Caddy Fat, uh, <laughs> Caddy Shack Fest brought to you by, uh, I don't know who. Uh, a, name the company. armchair expert <laughs> armchair experts please armchair experts uh you if you want to come if you just like to send a question uh, we, we could just be fun. sponsored by like by like an individual like craig goldberg sending yes, us to, if you yeah. just we're now like a uh, uh, i'm going to see if we can turn ourselves into a tax deductible charity yeah. of some sort uh next week national lampoon's christmas vacation uh can't Brought wait for that cereal <laughs> Brought to you by whoever will give us $5. Yeah. I will, we'll start at the low bid and yeah. we'll go from there. Uh, all right, my man. It was good to talk to you. I yep. will see you next week for a little Chevy Chase uh, Christmas fun. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>